skill that we can work on is we can try to develop a sense of responsibility towards people in general and not just to view each other as means to satisfy our base desires. But that, of course, is at least a little bit harder than it may seem. So we understand that a baby has absolutely no awareness of the existence of anybody else, including him or herself. Just a bunch of impulses and sensations as far as we can guesstimate by observing the behavior. But as we grow up, the idea is that, of course, we get socialized. We understand that other people have their needs. Other people are not just simply completely means to, to satisfy our desires. For example, first the baby just cries and cries without any awareness of his or her caretaker's um, needs. But eventually a, a little child might understand, you know, that my mommy, my daddy, my guardian, my caretaker has his or her needs and shouldn't just be uh, messed around with at any and all times. And, and the idea then would be that, um, you know, I also can't, uh, I can't just steal something from my classmates. I can't just push my buddies around. I need to have a, a, a sense of, of what's coming to me if I do these things. But to, to go from there to actually really, truly feeling a sense of responsibility for anybody else but ourselves and including ourselves is very, very difficult. Why? Because of the little issue that we perceive ourselves as a subject and everybody else as an object. So consequently, it's only natural, and in fact, in our natural state, it's necessary to, to treat other people as objects. For example, we have a particular desire. I want to get get somewhere. Now, it, there, there's a few objects that are involved. For example, my phone so that I can call taxi cab, the taxi cab so that I can get there, and the driver of the taxi cab that can get me to where I need to go. Now, this uh, individual in the front seat, it, that's a taxi driver fundamentally. Or, for example, I need to make some money. Now I'm going to pick up the phone. That's one object. Now I'm going to hear another voice on the end of the line. That's another object. Now I'm going to tell them you want to cruise. Or in a better case scenario, you try to sell them something or, or provide them a real good good or service. But even if it's totally <coughs> excuse me, honest and legit, I'm still viewing uh, the, the, the voice there is just a voice that's a means to get me money. I'm a car salesman or saleswoman. Somebody comes to me to buy a car. This is an, this is money. Uh, it's walking, talking money. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to, to get mine. And I'm going to say anything that I need to say or do anything that I need to do as long as I don't think that it'll exceed the, the, the cost won't exceed the benefit, meaning I won't get in trouble or anything like that. And maybe if I can get away with it, you know, if it's illegal, it's not that bad, right? And so forth and so on. I'm a little bit more on the um, sociopathic to so say side. Somebody gets in my way, I have an opportunity to get rid of them. Shoot, why not? Right? I mean, they're an object. It's like Grand Theft Auto. It's like a video game. Uh, I'm I'm less on the sociopathic side. I'm naturally very feeling and very um, uh, what's what you call it, um, empathetic, as it said. And I feel for other people. So you know, now I treat them kindly, but. One day I wake up, I don't really feel for a given person. Maybe it's my spouse. Maybe I'm interested in somebody else. And, you know, I'm really interested now in the story of my secretary or of this other person. I'm not really feeling uh, so empathetic towards my spouse anymore. So forget that and so forth and so on. So I understand that to really truly get to a state of responsibility or sense of responsibility towards all people is extremely difficult. And we should never assume that we have gotten there, nor should we wave it off as some kind of trick. I'm very empathetic. I'm very kind. I'm very compassionate. How many times do we hear this from the very same people that when push comes to shove, as it inevitably has throughout history, these are the very same people, you and I, that go off to kill each other, go off to be brutal and stuff like that. Why? Because it's not so easy. We shouldn't uh, 
And we shouldn't uh, try to try to make things appear to, to be simpler than they are. So here, maybe not a trick, but the technique we, we have to use to really get it done is to forget about our self-image. It's to forget about thinking of ourselves in a particular way. I'm very compassionate. I'm very empathetic. I'm very kind. I'm very understanding. All that. We have to forget about that and instead try to come to an awareness of the reality of another person. Meaning... Another person comes across to us as an object, but we have to switch to perceiving the person as a subject. Another person comes across to us as a you. You are. What are you doing? Who are you? What's your name? We have to start perceiving other people as eyes. So we address another person. We instantly convert that you to an I to so say, if not literally. We could do it in our head, but we can also use that as a, as a technique. So we're addressing somebody. What's I's name? How How am I doing for the other person? Uh, who who are I? Who, who am I? So each time that we meet another person, we're not just meeting an object. We're not encountering an object. We're encountering another subject. Now, um, if we want to take it to the next level, we can ask the question of how many subjects can there really be? If we imagine what it's like to be another person, we can only imagine different kinds of attributes. For example, a different body, a different face, different memories, different temperament. But as for the actual subject, as for the actual I, the actual self, what can we do but substitute our own? Because that's the only conceivable subject that there is. So consequently, uh, if we're going to really level up, we're, we're going to try to view other people as other eyes, meaning as the same eye that is one's own self. Um, uh, right? So it'll be, for example, like, an, like a, let's say a bunch of iPhones. So each iPhone, uh, an iPhone encounters another iPhone. There's different, uh, there's different apps. There's a different case, maybe a different color. And maybe there's scratches on it. Maybe the screen is all broken up and stuff like that. But if the iPhone, obviously it can't. In the animated film, we don't even want to get started down with the, the artificial intelligence. What if this, that. But in an animated film, the iPhone uh, could uh, be animated as to show that it recognizes that it's dealing with another iPhone. That The hard drive is the same. It's the same basic thing, but it's running a different software. So it's the same iPhone in different instances. So we would say that we can do that. We can think of ourselves as I, first and foremost, not as uh, I am the one that wants XYZ and fears ABC and, and these desires and these psycho psychological things. I am I. I am the self. I, I am a, the subject. And when I come across another such version of of myself, it's like the iPhone encountering another iPhone. It's myself. So I'm going to treat another person precisely as I treat myself. So that means sometimes uh, uh, I can put the other person's needs ahead of my own and sometimes beneath my own. So for example, if I'm a, a bodyguard and I'm hired to, to guard an important person on whose life the fates of, of many people rest, maybe it's a, it's a CEO that gives a... a uh, work to, to hundreds of thousands of people. Maybe it's a political leader who runs a nation. Now, I understand that's an I. That's the same I as me. I'm dealing with myself, but my body now is in a, a lower position on the hierarchy of, of needs here than the body of this other self, of the political leader, the CEO. So I'm willing to throw away my body or, or put my body on the line for that uh, for that other version of me or vice versa. I'm the more quote-unquote important one in this situation. So I'm willing to, to put my body in. I'm saying you sacrifice your life for me because my life is more needed for the world at this time. Right? Or for example, um, I may... Uh, have certain abilities and they I can freely think about them. They're better than, than those abilities right there and they're they're worse than those abilities right there. But these abilities are mine. Those abilities are mine. All abilities are mine. All accomplishments are mine. Everything that ever has been done, is being done or will be done is mine. 
as an eye, right? Not as the lower, not as the small eye, not as the body, not as the mind, as the real eye, as the subject. It's all done by the subject, right? Who else is it done by? By the object, it's all done by the subject. So it's all mine, but there's some kind of mystery of individuation. Why only certain attributes in a certain kind of center of experience forms? That's a great question. We don't really know how to answer it at this time, at least in, in the present company. But um, that, that's just based off of what is clear to us. Uh, we can already move leaps and, and bounds ahead in our relationships with other people. So anyhow, that's the idea. Uh, we we think of ourselves as I. We find the I in, in others. In other, what initially appear to us as objects, and then we go from there, thinking objectively. We can think about it. Thank you for listening.